Hey, Mark. Hey, Dennis. Do we still need to remind people that we don't dispense legal advice on this podcast? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we probably do. There could be stupid people listening. Yeah. Yeah. No legal advice. Not at all. Hostile work environment. Exactly. Hey, an appropriate workplace topic. Hostile work environment. Shut up. I'm the human resources director. Little Miss Hostile Work Environment. Hello. Welcome to Hostile Work Environment. Hey, you, Mark. How's it going? It's going great. How are you, Dennis? I'm doing pretty good. So, uh, I'm excited for this week. Yeah, me too. You know, you know what you know what this week is. Um, gosh, I haven't looked at my calendar. Why? Well, um, in in the world of those of us who just generally know and have wives who have birthdays on the day after, uh, this week is Valentine's Day. Oh wow! Yeah, I guess you're right. And. I, I was thinking, like, what a great thing for us to talk about, A, from a, a workplace standpoint, but B, just for me to say Happy Valentine's Day, Dennis. Oh, well, thank you, Mark. Same to you. I actually love doing this podcast with you. Oh. I love you as my friend, and this I say that actually truly from the bottom of my heart. Oh, and thank I, you, Mark. I love you, too. I You're have, like a brother. I have... A, yeah, it's a... It's the bromance episode. It's the bromance episode <laughs> of, of Mark and Dennis. Let's hug so it out. We uh, hug, 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 hug. Virtual, <laughs> virtual hug. Well, cool. Um, I wanted to point out that you sound fantastic today. I I feel fantastic. I sound fantastic. I you didn't mention that I look fantastic. Well, it's mostly your sound. I what's going on? It brings on out here? everything else. What what's it brings what, out my eyes. It's 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 different. There's something about different the, your voice today. Quality that, of my voice. It may be that um we heard some feedback <laughs> <laughs> about the set quality of sound on the on, on the podcast, yeah, and the actual feedback, that screeching noise, screeching noise, of, yeah, of, yeah. Well, we have a second microphone. Yeah, we do. So we don't have to huddle up anymore. No, we're maintaining um, an appropriate distance from one another. A bromance distance. Uh, a good bromance distance. Um, we each have our own microphone, so we're not spitting on one another. We have a new um, laptop that helps us mix our sound. So we'll, you know, hopefully you guys appreciate it. Uh, yes, hopefully we don't screw it up this first time. <laughs> oh, odds are we're going to screw it up. Odds are we'll up. screw it up, but then we would actually re-record. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll do that. Um, so I'm excited. I'm glad for the, the new tech, and I we were testing it out beforehand, and it sound, we think it sounds much better. Yeah. We Speaking of appreciation, we have some appreciation to share. Um, one of the things that we do and that helps us keep this podcast going is is our Patreon campaign, which, if you're interested, you can find us at www.patreon.com slash HWE. And you could join some really, really fantastic people who, in the spirit of Valentine's Day, we love dearly. We love so much. Starting with Jason Gardner, our yeah. very first $10 patron. But he's been joined by Heidi Pancake, Jordan George... Ryan Vesey, and at the $40 level, Sean McGuire, who we totally need to have on the podcast. 100%. 100%. Sean will we'll be in touch. If you want to be on, this is your invitation. Yes, you can tell your story. So be thinking about what story you want to tell us. And listeners, if you want to get on the podcast and tell a story, 
go to the Patreon campaign and you'll have the opportunity to do that. Yeah, it helps us uh, really so much cover expenses. We're not there yet. No, uh, but we're still uh, going into these, the hole on this thing. With these new patrons, we're getting much closer yeah. uh, to our goal of trying to just cover our hosting expenses, our tech. Obviously, we spent a few bucks on tech this week. Um, and... Uh, yeah, we are so deeply appreciative of everybody who contributes at any level, to be honest. Cool. So we've got, in to help us honor Valentine's Day, we've got a special guest today. Who's that, Mark? Yeah, we've got uh, Daniel Schwartz. Uh, Dan is an old friend of mine, actually, at this point. I call him an old friend. We've known each other for, for probably 10 years. And you know, you know, uh, I don't know if you realize this, but you should, right? So years ago, Dennis and I were, were both at a firm together and Dennis started right. a blog. That's right. And as part of starting that blog, we identified and looked at other employment law blogs out there. Like who was doing it who right. Who was doing it. And, that we could shamelessly steal from. And Dan was one of the pioneers oh my God, of this. Yeah. So this is how we met John Hyman. This is also how I met Dan Schwartz. And over the course of my in-house career, both of those blogs led to me working with them. Oh, cool. uh, And I would hire them for my cases in Ohio and, in this case, Connecticut for Dan. He works for Shipman and Goodwin, uh, which is a Connecticut-based law firm, uh, which is uh, also based out of New York. And uh, he is a really cool guy. Uh, He loves employment law like no other. Yeah. He's also a huge uh, Tottenham Hotspur fan. And when I went to London last year, I, have I went no to... no idea what You don't even is. know what that is? It's it's a is British it? Premier League soccer team. Oh, okay. And I went to a Spurs game last year, and I have become a fan as a result. And uh, so we have that kinship as well. Now, he is a Yankees fan, which um, I cannot condone. No. But Never. nobody's perfect in this world. Never Yankees. Never Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> he also has some interesting views on the pronunciation of the names of statutes, which we will also get into. This we'll episode. be getting into that. So, uh, yeah. So we're happy to have Dan here, and uh, we'll take a break we'll and be back with Dan. Be back with him. Hey, Mark. Hey. I just realized something. What? We did that great intro, and we never mentioned the name of Dan's blog. We should probably do that. Oh. Do you know what his blog is? Yeah, it's the Connecticut Employment Law blog. What's What's the web address? It's ctemploymentlawblog.com. ctemploymentlawblog.com. Check it out. It's awesome. It is awesome. He's been it doing it for a long our time. our inspiration. And I can't believe we talked about it and didn't actually say that. So, so our bad. Say that now. Oops. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Mark and Dennis. Great to be here. So so Dan and I have, I think I said this a little in the intro, but we've known each other for quite a long time and, and discovered that we both went to the same law school, really? uh, Washington University in St. Louis, though oh. we did not realize that till we were sitting in the middle of a mediation one day in New Haven, <laughs> Connecticut. <laughs> That's exactly right. And then we, we, we devoted our love to toasted ravioli and Ted Drew's frozen custard. So uh, uh, shout out. To all the St. Louis peeps uh, who listen. (laughs) Uh, So we were talking about, as you heard in the intro, doing a bit of a Valentine's Day episode. uh, And Dan piped up and said, I'd like to do that. (laughs) 
<laughs> I've got yeah, great well, stories. you know, it, it, it's 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 love. Who doesn't want to talk about love and 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 office romance? I mean, that is the the thing that movies are made out of. It's uh, TV shows. Yeah, you know, what could go wrong with love in the workplace? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. No. Nothing has ever gone wrong with love in the workplace. As shown by the film's working girl. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Well, I, you know, I, I, what I sort of grew up with was also watching, you know, sort of Ally McBeal and, you know, having the Barry White song going on in my head, uh, you know, getting ready to, to um, say your devotion to someone who, who you work with. I mean, that's that's, yeah. that's really the the stuff that dreams are made out of. Yes, of course. And, and the unisex bathroom really helps. Yes. <laughs> that never really caught sure on. Nothing goes it did wrong. not catch on. But it, it's what, when I think of Ally McBeal, I think of the dancing baby. Yeah. And yeah. I think of the unisex bathroom. And um, what's the guy's name? Uh, the actor uh, who'd go in and he'd like, I, I'd like a fresh bowl. And he had a remote control to f- pre-flush the toilet. That's where the show kind of jumped the shark for me, but it's what I remember. It's what you remember, and yeah, the fishisms, yes, and the fishisms, yeah. bygones. Yeah. I remember that Bygone too. Show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and actually, I thought about that during the whole like North Carolina bathroom thing that was going on a while mm. ago, and I was thinking if we yeah. just did the Alley McBeal problem solved, problem solved, and I suggested that, and it got absolutely nowhere. <laughs> but, we can we can keep working on it. Yeah, know, make it your 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 cause celebre on the on the podcast. I think so. someday, <laughs> someday, someday. And now will... that we've talked about bathrooms, yes, let's talk about love. Yes. I, so I, you know, I, I think, guys, when I was thinking about love and and, and prepping for this, you know, careerbuilder.com just did a survey. I don't know whether you. You know this, but uh, it was actually showing uh, a survey from CareerBuilder. They have an annual Valentine's Day survey uh, conducted with the Harris Poll. So, you know, a real roll poll here uh, showing that 36% of, of workers reported dating a coworker. Wow. Uh, yeah. It, That's it's really a, high. Yeah. Uh, it's a really high number. Now, that is down slightly from, from 41% last year. So what? the, the <laughs> office romance may be experiencing a bit of, the, uh, of a dip in this Me Too uh, environment, but it is still uh, pretty astonishingly high when you think about it. Well, once you took Harvey Weinstein out of the dating pool, the numbers had, had, to, they had to go down. That's right. They do. And, and, and it turns out as well that a, a, you know, a lot of these office romances, despite our skepticism about whether they're a good thing or bath, uh, a bad thing, uh, 31% of them end up resulting in marriage. Wow. So uh, um, uh, people are fine. People are finding love at the workplace and entering into long-term committed relationships. So uh, there is some some love to be found, but uh, I think what we're here to talk about today may not be the the things that go well in in those relationships. Oh, they're not the ones that work out. No, those typically yeah. don't result in lawsuits. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, the people that uh, yeah, want to yeah. hear how it worked out well listen to like Deer Sugar or something. That's not <laughs> what we're here for. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, uh, if 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 those work out well, there's really not much need for love contracts in the workplace. You know, HR really doesn't hear about it, but uh, a lot of times these 
um, budding romances aren't quite what they uh, uh, are, are adding up to be. Yeah, so I thought uh, Mark and Dennis, in, in the spirit of Valentine's Day, you, you might hear some examples of things not to do on, on Valentine's Day. Does that make, make some sense for us to talk about? Please, let's hear it. So, you know, let's suppose um, that you're a boss. Uh, and bosses, uh, as the, the, the movies go, sometimes have secretaries. Uh, turns out that giving Valentine's Day cards to your assistant, to your secretary, may not be the best idea. No. Uh, Why not? No, I, I, well, some of the Valentine's Day cards might have some language that it could could maybe lead to the wrong wrong idea. So let me give you one example. Uh, you, you give a card to um, to your secretary that says, "quote," but somehow it seems only right to say, "Today of all days, you're someone close in thought and and heart, not now and then, but always." I mean, that's a a, a nice sentiment, right? We it's we we can nice. agree. Yeah, very very nice, but platonic uh, seeming. Yeah. Uh, not though, uh, you, you know, in, in in this context, because um, suggesting that the employee may lose some vacation days uh, as a result of complaining about that card, it, it might lead to uh, a, a lawsuit, as as one happened to uh, to find in our federal court system. Uh, so Valentine's Day cards ends up being at the the heart of some of these. Uh, these issues. Uh, I, I give you another example of a case a few years back. Um, the secretary had asked her boss whether he had gotten his wife a Valentine's Day card. Um, a seemingly nice question for the secretary to ask, be, be yeah. proactive. Uh, um, unfortunately, the boss did not take that to heart um, and said he had not but um, maybe he should because it was lonely in his hotel room. Uh, he had not yet, uh, uh, his wife had not yet moved to, um, uh, to Chicago where his office was. Uh-huh. And, all he, and all he had for company was his pillow. Um, and then looked oh. ostentatiously at his hand, as the court uh, says. <laughs> and the gesture uh, was intended to suggest uh, uh, masturbation. So the Valentine's Day cards really um, <laughs> end up being far more uh, of an issue than, than I, I first thought when I looked into this a few years back. Wow. Um, I, I have another one for you. You know, and, uh, in, in one case, a supervisor gave his female subordinate a Valentine's Day card, which read, quote, I can't imagine loving you more than I do today, but tomorrow I will. Happy Valentine's Day, sweetheart. Ooh. Yeah. Um, That's just ew. And then maybe (laughs) the... the, Oh, no, I I got one worse for you. If you think that's bad, how how about this Valentine's Day card? Uh, It was a large red Valentine's Day card reading, quote, On Valentine's Day, remember... Candy is dandy, but sex won't rot your teeth. So what do you say? Oh God! 
Yeah. Now, now I, I will say in that case, the Valentine's Day card was really only the tip of the iceberg. Uh, there was uh, it, it typically is accompanied by pornography, as, as uh, uh, we've seen in in, in one case um, with uh, in that last case, the uh, HR was not necessarily receptive to the complaints of the employee who said they the employee uh, sort of knew what she was getting into since it was a male-dominated environment. Oh, that's, that's um, good HR. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, way way no, to go there. But I'm just going to say, can I just interject here for a second? Yeah. Minute? Just a piece of advice. If yeah. you're going to cross that line and be inappropriate with a subordinate yeah. and try to write poetry, have it be good poetry. Because those were awful. Yeah, that, that well, was really it, terrible it, stuff. It, it, it might be. Now let's 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 not be too harsh. Maybe it was a <laughs> a, a a a a hallmark card, you know, well, that they just it could have been. And you know, to be fair, he might have gone on like Valentine's Day itself down to that little sundry store at the bottom of the office building and got there and they were all out of Valentine's card and he had to like grab like the you know the dregs. And that yeah. was all that was there. That was all that was there. And it was that or no card at all. He was feeling bad. Or he's just a lecherous POS. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try to yeah, think about it, which one of those it might be. Yeah. I, I, you know, and, and the thing is, with, with Valentine's Day, I think people somehow um, get carried away, uh, you know, and... Uh, I think Valentine's Day really is the one holiday that shouldn't be celebrated in the workplace. It should really just be ignored in the workplace because at the heart of it is is romance. And and I don't think there is a really much place for romance in the workplace. Maybe that's just me. Except except for except maybe for the thirty seven percent people. I was gonna disagree. say the sixty four percent of us that don't. Yeah, that's that is true. That is true. Uh, I I uh, um, who are we to say that uh, people should not find love? But uh, the, the problem is gifts, for example, may not be well well received. I mean, I, you know, there was the case. Uh, a few years back of someone who gave um, cookies to their subordinate. What's wrong uh, with that? Uh, you know, um, maybe it's flowers that you, that you like. Uh, flowers has been a common theme of this, of giving. Say, are they genitalia shaped cookies? Yeah. Uh, they came <laughs> accompanied by a message that, that oh. suggested that it was, um, a, a little more than just cookies that was uh, be, being offered, uh, ni- nice and sweet. Uh, you know, we, we'll we'll still keep <laughs> so this a PG related uh, uh, podcast for today. But uh, uh, well, the we- flowers, you know, the, the the flowers are really something uh, that that we see too. I mean, it, it's the roses that uh, you know. There's a difference between getting the mother Mother's Day bouquet. That you might get, and the um, either one red rose mm, or yeah. or a dozen dozen red uh, roses that uh, that that tend to make the difference there uh, as as well. That's uh, so that that might be something else. You know, as you're thinking about Valentine's Day coming up, you may have some some listeners who are thinking, "Boy, what what can I do in the workplace?" I, I'd avoid the, the the red roses. 
uh, about that too, because there was a case um, uh, a few years ago, uh, this is a, a slightly longer story, where two days before Valentine's Day, a company president uh, allegedly sent uh, an employee a series of emails asking her to, uh, to meet with him. Uh, and, and according to the court, the purpose of this email chain was to draw her into the office alone on Valentine's Day. Um, now, how do we know this? Well, one of the emails was closed, ended with the um, uh, XOXO, um, which the court was helpful to, to uh, say was slang for kiss, hug, and kiss and hug. I think we all uh, know what the X and O's uh, are on, uh, on those sure. things. That's my understanding. Uh, but the court was helpful to give us that information. Um, and what had happened uh, in this case is two days later, the plaintiff emailed the president to and told him that she would meet with him. Uh, and then uh, this is a, a um, uh, an example of what can happen. Uh, the president then wrote an email in which he stated the following Quote, you treated me as a piece of trash over the weekend. I got you beautiful flowers, two dozen long stem roses with with baby breath. He, he was helpful to add. Oh, and, fer <laughs> and fern all around it. That takes it to the uh, next level. <laughs> but by the way, it was beautifully arranged and huge. I, I, I'm telling you, Dennis and Mark, you could not make this up. But then it goes on. That Sunday, but it didn't reach its owner, so I threw it away, and my personal feelings towards you got thrown away along with it. From Ooh, now on, that's cold. Yeah. From now on, I'm nothing more than your employer, and you're nothing more than an employee. I guess that's what it should have been always, which is perhaps the 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 only wise thing that he realized <laughs> in the email. Uh, and so. Um, you know, again, it's either from your perspective, the movie version of this would be a love scorn, uh, you know, a, a budding romance scorned. Uh, the legal uh, version of this was a, a pretty clear sex harassment uh, and retaliation uh, claim uh, that, that went through the, the court system. So uh, Valentine's Day may not be all that it's cracked up to be in the workplace. So for our listeners who are in HR or are in management and just want to avoid having problems at work, should they be sending out some sort of proactive pre-Valentine's Day announcement to just like, hey, people, don't? You know, there's a part of me that wants to say yes uh, to that, but it seems perhaps overkill. Um, you know, this is this whole balancing act, I think, that HR really has, which is um, how, how much should we be telling people about common sense uh, <laughs> on things, uh, right? I mean, well, you, know, you say that, but then, but then. Yeah, then, <laughs> then like it's a single red rose on your secretary's keyboard. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I think... Um, that could be something that that is done in the context of an annual reminder about uh, sexual harassment policies that your company may have. 
Um, perhaps it is a humorous anecdote that can be uh, tied in to, to make a serious message. I've seen some companies lately uh, getting more, uh, you know, I joked about it a little bit beforehand, but getting into these love contracts as well. Yeah, tell us uh, about that. What's what's a love contract? Yeah, I'm not familiar. So, so oh, yeah. a, a love contract is is, is the um, informal legal term that, that we use, but it essentially says that if a uh, supervisor and subordinate want to have a relationship, that they are to notify uh, human resources of it and indicate in that that they are both consenting to the relationship. Uh, if it's a if it's a, a subordinate supervisor relationship, the, the employer may have a policy that might separate the two so that the reporting relationship is not come into play. But it says if you want to keep dating, again, we're not going to stop office romance, but we're going to avoid the um, the potential for a sex harassment claim to come about. Uh, and, so you, yeah, and the ones that I've seen make it really clear that if the romance goes south in any way and turns into any sort of inappropriate behavior, that there's a clear path for each person to go to report that this is no longer consensual, no longer welcome, and then the employer's normal policies still apply. That's exactly right, um, because, you know, the key notion of any sex harassment complaint is it must first be unwelcomed conduct. Right. So if you're in a consensual relationship, uh, it, it is by very definition a, a, uh, not sexual harassment. But well, letting not people, for those two people. Yeah, exactly. Not for those two people. Uh, and then, you know, it is letting people know that, yes, if the relationship goes south, uh, you're, you know, Come to HR, come to your supervisor, uh, and let us know so that uh, we can monitor things. If there are issues on the performance review or anything else, we can we can know what's going uh, going on. Uh, because hiding those relationships uh, and keeping them hidden from coworkers uh, is uh, tends to uh, also have a snowball effect on other issues in the workplace. Yeah. And the other part of the love contract that's important to remember is that both parties are warned and put in print that they're not going to carry on certain activities in the workplace. Yes, there are certain things that uh, Be need to uh, stay outside of the workplace. Yeah, because yeah. while their relationship may be consensual, and welcome and therefore not create any legal liability between the two of them, third parties who walk in upon them in flagrante could have some sort of hostile work environment claim. Or if the boss is having a relationship with a subordinate and there's another subordinate that feels they're being treated in a lesser way because they're not the one having the relationship with the boss, that person could have a claim. So... The love contract doesn't always settle everything, but it certainly goes a long ways towards reducing reducing an employer's liability. Yeah, I mean it's it's one part of an overall strategy that a that a company can employ here in part because from the survey that we've seen from career builder we know that relationships do happen in the workplace uh, you know we you, you often hear the uh, the term oh he's my office husband 
Yeah. Uh, he's my, my work, yeah, work husband wife, and my yeah, work, work, husband. work wife, uh, the, those types of things. And some of those are just because you're spending a lot of time, but some of them end up becoming relationships uh, as well. So this gives HR at least a, um, a leg up to understand what's going on instead of uh, coming in blind when, when the relationships go south. Cool. Well, thanks, Dan. That was really interesting stuff. We appreciate yeah. you coming on the show. Uh, happy to be here. Uh, as, as they say, long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> uh, so it was uh, nice to, uh, to be invited and uh, uh, look forward to, uh, to continue listening. Well, we're going to take a short break, but then we're going to have you back for a short second segment. If so you're don't willing. go anywhere. Uh, I, I, I can't wait. You've been shanghaied. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. And we are back. All right, we have something a little different for our second segment today. Yeah. Dan has stayed on the line with us, and we are going to have the very first Hostile Work Environment podcast debate. Ooh. Wow. Wow. You may be asking yourselves, what are we debating today? Well, yesterday, Suzanne Lucas, she is the evil HR lady and will be on the podcast next week. That's right. Uh, posted on LinkedIn a question about our last episode. And what she said was, so we had our first case where we talked about the Family Medical Leave Act. Right. I'm saying that for a reason in that way, because Dennis and I both pronounced that FEMLA. FEMLA, the Family now, Medical Leave Act. The Family Medical Leave Act. Others often say, and we do hear this as well, FMLA. Right. And in my world, that's always been interchangeable. But Suzanne posted that she'd never heard that before. Heard FEMLA. Before. Never heard FEMLA before. Thank you. That was new. And to my shock and dismay... The reaction that she got was, yeah, we hadn't either, almost exclusively being that point of view. And there were dozens upon dozens of comments that were left on this feed. And I was highly amused by this. Um, we got some very interesting comments. Uh, former podcast guest Anne Fromholtz said, yeah, I've heard people here do it. They're dead to me. <laughs> As in they, hear, I've heard people say FEMLA. And those people are dead to <laughs> right? her. And okay. then she said, and this this actually really, this got me. Did Naughty by Nature sing Down with Op? <laughs> no, they did not. Do they call the UCC UCC? They should. They should. That's what I'm going to say. Is. No, 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 no. I'm I'm right there with with. Well, with hold hold right on. Now. You, hold you, on. Your your chance is coming soon. Yeah. See this oh, this man, is this oh, is man. the debate. All right. So then, Jeff Nowak, our friend from I'm just going to say FMLA Insights. Though in my head, it's always been FEMLA Insights. Yeah. Said, "Stop the FEMLA. It's insanity." Insanity. Insanity. We've been we're being called insane, Dennis. We are. <laughs> Wow. So then, my favorite. This came from just, I'm not going to name the person. This was a LinkedIn commenter. Better than down with op. It's a, it's a little different. So this person commented, as long as one doesn't say FEMLA, I'm happy. It's an acronym, not a word. Lol. <laughs> now let's 
Lol. What does lol mean, Dennis? You It's lol. I've always said lol. I read it I've as lol. I've always said lol. You know? No, it's not lol. Yeah, because we're in it for the lols. That's right. You don't say we're in it for the lol. We're not in it for the lol. We're in it for the lols. All right. So clearly, Dan has something to say about this, and so we are going to have a debate because Dan piped up on the side of the 99% wrong-headed. Yes. And Dennis and I are on the 1% right-headed. <laughs> so in light of that, and Dan, you're our guest, we are going to get one minute of debate time for each of you. And I will moderate as your hardly biased moderator. Uh, Dan, you got 60 seconds. Why is Femla an abomination? Can I start now? Yeah, yeah, you're please, on. you're on. <laughs> oh, so, 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 like my sixty seconds. I'm using up my sixty seconds. No, right. no, no, right? No, so, no, no. You're, you're good. And oh, I'm good. I'm, go. I'm good. So, uh, the there is no such thing as is femla. It is F M L A. Uh, it is the Family Medical Leave Act, uh, and it has always been F M L A. Uh, I don't know who are these people who have come up and decided. Uh, somehow we're going to put an E at the the FEMLA. I mean, it is family. At the at the most, you would do FAMLA, but that doesn't really ring seconds. a bell with anyone. Uh, so we we have other statutes as well. Uh, you know, the ADA. Uh, we don't call it ADA. Uh, the uh, Older Worker Benefit Protection Act. You might be familiar with that, which is OWBPA. Uh, so I, I think perhaps this falls into the soda pop debate. Maybe it is this Oregon thing that you guys do. Um, we call it Oregon out here, but, uh, you know, it, it might be that, that that's where you are. All right. So uh, I rest seconds. my case. Yeah, that was yeah. good. That was very succinct. Yeah. You, you did that nicely. All Thank right, you. Dennis. Thank you. Was, uh, you did it nicely, but Dan, you're, you're, you're all wet. We... English speakers have a long and cherished history of taking acronyms and turning them into words. Think about things like radar and sonar. We don't even need to get into the legal industry to talk about how acronyms become words. Those are acronyms that became part of our vocabulary. We don't even know what radar stands for other than that it is an acronym. The R is like radio something, blah, 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 blah. But we all know what radar is. Same thing goes with statutes. I have no idea what U-S-E-R-R-A stands for, but I know it's USERA, and I know it is the law that prohibits discrimination against people who take leave for their military service. Same thing with, you know, the Family Medical Leave Act. That is a mouthful. If we shorten it down to FEMLA, think about how much time we save. That is a way, just FMLA versus FEMLA, huge waste of time. Yeah, I, I would just add to that. It's, it's really, it's two syllables against four syllables. Yeah. You, but anyway. You, you've, you've doubled your productivity by saying uh, let's, Dan, wait, 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 Dan, I'm going to give you a 25-second. productivity requires us Mr. Westland, your time, your time is up. <laughs> I, I object uh, strenuously. <laughs> Uh, Dan, to uh, I'll give you 20-second rebuttal to close us out. Right now? Yes, I, go right I, ahead. Look, I, I, I only use...
who's the expert on FMLA law, I, I think Jeff Nowak, who does, as you said, have the FMLA Insights blog. If there would be anyone who would know about this, uh, it is it is uh, uh, Sir Sir Jeffrey Nowak. We know he was knighted in in England as a result of his oh. uh, of his blog. So uh, I, I think we we go with with the experts say it's FMLA, not FEMLA. Well, I guess we're going to have to have Jeff on the podcast at some point here. Jeff, please take this as your as an invitation, which has always been been outstanding. But please, uh, we'd love to have you on and and discuss this. Now, I'm going to put a yeah, couple I'd love questions. To hear his thoughts on FEMLA. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I am going to ask you guys some questions. I'm going to read you the names of some employment laws, and you actually just both brought up a couple of them. How yeah. do you pronounce these laws? This is what I'm going to ask you. Okay, let's start easy. The Americans with Disabilities Act. Uh, the the letters would be ADA. How do you call that? That would be the ADA. Agreed, ADA. All right. What about the Fair Labor Standards Act? Uh, that would be FLSA. FLSA. Nobody's saying FLSA. Yeah. Wait, wait, it. so not FLSA? If, if it's FMLA is FEMLA, why is why is FLSA not FLSA? It's what rolls off the tongue, Dan. It, it is, uh-huh. yeah, it, it rolls off the tongue. FEMLA has a ring to it, whereas FLSA sounds like it a sounds dirty, dirty sex practice. <laughs> uh, All what right. about the All right. Age Discrimination and Employment Act? I give this one to you. I call it ADIA. Do you That's really? That's funny. I, I do. I don't. That's I outrageous the, to my sensibilities. I've never ADA. heard of that. It's the ADA. The ADA. I, yeah. I've never I, heard I, of it I, I go back ADA. and forth a little bit on it, but I, I, I do think we say ADEA uh, more than ADEA. Because okay. I think the ADEA can sometimes get confused with the ADA. So I think that's a one, one way to differentiate the they two. They sound similar. All right. yeah. oh, I've got an ADEA. Do no, I, don't, I don't. Sorry. Um, uh, Fair Credit Reporting Act. FICRA. Yeah, that's FICRA. 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 Yeah, that's FICRA. So, yeah, okay, yeah. so Dan, why is that FICRA and not FECRA or FACRA or f- Ooh, yeah, it's... something else-ra? <laughs> you know, it's, it's uh, I don't know. That's a good question. It's a, you stumped me there. Okay, good. That was my intent. What about yeah. the Employee Retirement Income Security Act? Oh, that's a risk. That's I mean, because that's that's uh, nobody uh, would say the ERISA. No, no one says the ERISA. I call that the tax law. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that's, yeah, for, right? that's for my benefit, folks. Exactly. Yes. What I, about I, I refuse to I refuse to recognize it. Dennis mentioned yeah. this one. What about the Uniformed Services Employment and Reemployment Rights Act? It's, it's you, Sarah. Too long. Too many syllables for for the U S E R R A. What about definitely the Worker Adjustment and Retraining Notification Act? Well, see, okay, but that's that no one's fair. Built in. It is a it's built in. Yeah, it's warm, I know. which is the whole point of the, the whole point of it is warm. I'm just years. saying that yeah. there yeah. are plenty out there that are designed that way, but others that can be pronounced. I'm just doing the whole gamut. I'm not I'm not trying to trick right, anybody. I'm not trying to be unfair. Um, I have one one to trick with you, Mark, though. Okay. What do you call the um, Equal Employment Opportunity Act of 1966, which is Title... Title Seven. We call, yes, it, title we call seven. it Title Seven. Yes, we don't go a Title VII. <laughs> 
No, but right. we do out out here in Oregon. We say title Vi. Vi. Oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. It's a regional uh, thing. All right. Now you mentioned the or Older Workers Benefit Protection Act. Yeah. Now you said that nobody calls it anything other than OWBPA, but I beg to yeah. differ. Oh. Oh, really? Oh. And Dennis, you should know this, because this is where I first heard it, because I mocked this when I moved to Oregon. I did not mock FEMLA, because I always believed that that's what I'd heard. I've always heard it here called as Oprah. The Yes, it the letters don't make sense, and the sounds Oprah. don't make sense. Oprah. And I heard that when we were lawyers together at the same firm from our colleagues. So and it, it has it's... always stuck in my mind. Wow. I've... I think it's hilarious. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. But it's hilarious. And so uh, I always call it Oprah. Oprah. So so like like Oprah Winfrey. That's is right. what you're saying. Like have yeah. a car, Oprah. Right. And you can have a car. Right. And yeah. you old people. I think can our friend John Hyman too. yesterday said, and you get a release, and you get a release, and you get a release. <laughs> that is really, really nerdy law humor. I'm just gonna point that out. That, it's awful. That there's like three That's people really in the deep, world who yeah. find that funny. And they're on yeah. the podcast right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. What about the Comprehensive Omnibus Budget Reconciliation Act of 1985? I think that has to be COBRA. COBRA. What about the yeah. Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act? HIPAA. See, but these are all uh, HIPAA, you know. Well, HIPAA is H-I-P-A-A. It doesn't, I mean, it yeah. It's HIPAA. HIPAA. COBRA is a total background. It's a, that's right. Okay. Now, for the last one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What about the Energy Employees Occupational Illness Compensation Program Act? What the hell? <laughs> I couldn't even follow that. One more time. The, the Energy Employees Occupational Illness Compensation Program Act. Yowkpa! Yoikpa! Yoikpa! I think we call a lawyer for that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I All didn't right. even know there was such a thing. I I saw it listed. I like pulled up a whole list, and I'm like, oh, that's the last one. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> well, this you know has gotten me thinking. Like you know, do you call a collective bargaining agreement a, a CBA? Is that something that you all use as a that's as an yes, But for now it? I'd like to start calling it Cuba. 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 Yeah. What's your Cuba say about that? That's right. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. read <laughs> Article 15 under the Cuba. I like it. And and, and the Department of Labor some, suddenly becomes doll. Doll. I, you know, doll. But uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I'll, I, we have to give this some more thought. This this is uh, uh, a hearty issue for today. All right. We will we will conclude that this remains unsettled. Yet, for our listeners, note. We will continue to say FEMLA. And when we do, we mean the Family Medical Leave Act. That's right. All right. Well, thanks, Dan. It's been good having you on the podcast. Uh, happy to be here. Uh, don't be strangers and keep up the good work on the podcast, gentlemen. <laughs> thanks. Thank you, sir. All Have right. We will, we will be right back. So, Mark, do you have a listener-submitted story for us this I week? I do. I really do. Uh, you know, sometimes I get them and, and they go on the list, and then sometimes I get them and they go straight to the top of the list, and I really liked this one. Okay, lay it on us. All right, so so this is from uh, a listener who will remain anonymous. Um, so she starts off, I received a notification on our company's Facebook about an employee saying nasty things about us. In his post, he complains that we are cutting hours and not allowing overtime. 
While this is true uh, that we are cutting down on OT, he then says this. This will be my last year at employer. So with that being said, Axmas 3 and Axmas 4 will need to be shot this year. Axmas 2 will come out in 2018, and Axmas 3 and 4 will come out in 2019. Dennis, Dennis is giving me a look here, which is Axmas. awesome. Axmas. Axmas. I was trying to figure out how to pronounce that, but I'm pretty sure I got it right. Because at first I was like, Axemus, Axemus. It's Axmas. How is it spelled? A-X-E-M-A-S. Axmas. And here's how I know. I, uh, it, context is everything here. All right. So, uh, so I was curious as to what Axmas meant. Y- yeah. As are we all. Turns out this employee makes terrible horror films on our property after hours. With the premise being a group of young adults have a party on a self-storage property and somehow Santa comes and murders the group with an axe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Santa, axe, Christmas, axmas. Oh, God. Um, uh, I was able uh, to see the security code access and it looked like he would come in from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. to film these movies. On February 9th, he was at the store until 1.48 a.m. We also have security footage of a Santa running around the property with an axe. (laughs) I then started Google searching and found a trailer and an article on Axmas, the first film. Needless to say, we terminated the employee immediately. Oh. This would have been a huge liability if someone was hurt on our property. Well, our customer, there is that. Our customers have 24-hour access. They could have been on property seeing a bloody, axe-wielding Santa running around. I loved this investigation, and I'm so mad it's over. Thanks for always having a great podcast. Uh, and then it looks like there is a link here, which I actually will admit I haven't uh, looked at yet, but it, I think it's to the Axmas films. And uh, assuming that's what it is, I will include it in the show notes. Please do. We, uh, we bear no responsibility for your viewing of Axmas at work. I Or have, anywhere else. <laughs> or anywhere else we don't Because it sounds know, dreadful and awesome all Or the same time. whether it is PG or NC-17 or simply unrated, we don't know. So, Axmas. Happy Axmas, Dennis. Happy Axmas to you too, Mark. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. Thank you. And uh, with that, Dennis, can yeah. you um, let folks know how they can find us, or talk to us, give us things? Give us things. Do well, things for us? That would be that's your what we're physical in mailing address. So, if you have gifts, send them to... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We, we don't want your gifts. Well, kind of we do. Well, if you want to send us a gift, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, I mean, send it. We'll talk about it on the air. Yeah, no, send us gifts. But but really, to get a hold of us, hwepodcast.com will take you to our website. Right. Stories at hwepodcast.com. Is will, how to get a hold of us by email. Right. So when you send us your Axmas story, yeah. that's where you send it to. And believe me, when I tell you every week, we don't have enough. I still keep scraping them together. We got this one this week. Yeah, we're going to start making stuff up. We'll just start making up listener-submitted emails about crazy stuff, and you won't know the difference. um, We don't want to do that. But we don't really want to do that. No. Um, uh, Patreon. What's our Patreon page, Dennis? Patreon is, well, patreon.com slash HWE. Yep, and uh, we're on the Twitters, Twitters now. Twitters all over the Twitters at HWE Podcast. Yep, and our Facebook, Facebook group is still Hostile Work Environment. Just look it up on Facebook. You'll find it. Yep. Um, what else? 
Um, I think that's probably it. Unless you want to give out your cell phone number. Nope. No, sorry. Sorry, girls. He's taken. Um, what? Well, I'm not even going to go there. All right. Uh, great episode. It's It's yeah. been fun. Uh, until next week. Uh, Auf Wiedersehen or whatever they say yeah. in Ciao. Germany. Bye. Bye. If you want me to wear 37 pieces of flair like your uh, pretty boy over there, Brian, why don't you just make the minimum 37 pieces of flair? <laughs>